All right. Well, welcome to the Low Bottom High Rise podcast with me, Moira Kasaba, And I have a really special guest that I'm super excited for my audience to get to know, Tanner Clark. And this is how this came to be. First of all, I'm super honored that you took the time today, Tanner. Yeah, I'm, this is awesome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, you had a video, you've had a few videos probably go viral, right? That are kind of, like you said earlier, popping up everywhere. And one popped up on my Instagram. Sometimes the algorithm works in our favor, right? <laughs> and so right. <laughs> I see this video pop up literally just days ago. And what you delivered in that short little reel captivated me because it's something that I'm so passionate about. You know, I'm, I'm so passionate about raising kids the right way, what we can do for our teenagers, how we can come alongside them in this crazy digital, digital age. But also you're just the mind, you're a mindset guy. Like I'm a mindset girl. Mm -hmm. And I also love that we have so many um, threads of connection that we yeah. didn't even know we had. That's so yep. fun. But what would you, how would you define you know, if somebody said, well, who are you? What do you do? Like, who is Tanner Clark? How would you define that? Yeah, that's a, it's a great question. So, so I speak in schools, I help teenagers reach their potential and, and recognize what is holding them back. And it's just, it's not really just teenagers, right? Because at the end of the day, the things that yeah. are holding you back from success, from happiness, from reaching your potential, it, it mostly is all the same stuff, right? Yeah. But the challenge is, is that teenagers don't know yet because their brains aren't developed. The brain, mm -hmm. the, the prefrontal cortex in the brain, which is your logical thinking part of your brain, it doesn't develop until about the age of 25. And so teenagers are in this space where they are so malleable to, to every influence that's coming their way. Mm -hmm. And the result is that they, they get unhappy, right? They're like, yeah. everyone deals with comparison. I deal with comparison, you do, but teenagers are in this world where it impacts them in a deeper way. Yes. And so I go in, I speak in schools, I do parent nights as well, but I, I speak to teenagers and help them recognize what is keeping them from reaching their potential and then give them specific tools so that they can, so that they can move beyond it or, yeah. or recognize when it's happening in their life and then take those additional steps to move beyond. And, um, you know, because it, and the, one of the hardest things for me is when I go and speak in a school and I talk about social media and what it's doing and how it's damaging, you know, or holding people back from their, their happiness, I can look out into the audience and I can look in your eyes and I know exactly who is struggling wow. because, because it's, it's, because it's, it's yeah. rampant. And, and, you know, so I'll look into the audience at teenage girls or guys or whoever it is. And, and there's just this connection where they're, they're pleading for help. Yeah. I would feel and, like it's almost like it. a deadening of their eyes, like a, a heaviness, it's, right? It, it is. Now, one of the most wonderful things is when I'm done speaking, I will have teenagers come up to me and be like, Hey, I thank you so much. I, I deleted TikTok as you wow. were speaking, I wow. walked away from Instagram because they recognize and something I think we'll get into. They recognize that they have this strength yeah. uh, to walk away. They just don't know that they have it yet. And I think right. everybody has that strength and everybody has this power. It's just a choice that you have to take it yeah. and not worry about not worry about the fear, not worry about the consequences, not worry about the judgment, but just take that moment and walk into your potential. And when you do it, you find joy and you find happiness yeah. and you find everything that you want. You find power and control them. and all of that stuff. And, you mm -hmm. know, even feeling that from an ego side for teens can be 
in a way a good thing, I think, because that's kind of where they tend to go. I mean, now that I'm thinking about all this, so we were on vacation last week with a family and we were all at the lake and we're super competitive family. They're super competitive family, like sports wise. And it was your video that I thought, you know, here are kids that we're bringing up that have these dreams to play D1 sports or pro sports. And I'm like, if we really got them to understand all this stuff, like the stuff that you're teaching, if if they just don't know what they don't know, it's actually, I don't think, and I'm curious what your opinion is. I don't think it's hard. I think it's easier to get ahead, right? It's easier for kids to get a leg up because if you think about it and remind me of what the stat was on that video. So yeah, I so, want you to talk about yeah, that because I'm so, like, if my kid could just step away from this, he would have years of growth on all of his competition. Yeah. And yeah, we, we're talking about this video and everyone's like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. So the statistic is this, if, if your teenager or is spending, if they have Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, I call it crap chat. Uh, <laughs> but if they have crap chat, and uh, YouTube, and they spend the average amount of time that a, that a teenager, that studies show that teenagers spend on those apps, then they are spending 71 days, 71 full 24 hour days out of their year on that, on that device. So, and, and that's 20% of your year. So where I look at it and kind of what, and going back to what you're saying is how can a teenager reach their potential? Yeah. And, and and like, there's so like the untapped potential of a teenager is ridiculous, right? Like yeah. you were a teenager and look where you're at now, right? right. Like, there's so much that a teenager can become D1 sports, whatever it is, but you're spending 20% of your year on that device. And I will say that that study is low because that study came out in February of 2020 before COVID. Oh, wow. It wow. amped up during COVID. And then after COVID, it didn't stop. It kept going. And so, so these teenagers are spending over 71 days, over 20% of the year on these apps. And how can you become the person that you're supposed to become with that? Days. And you're thinking about it. Like I think about my kids, you know, my son specifically is a baseball player and, you know, he's mm-hmm. in competition for those spots and he's in competition for who's going to go D1 and all that stuff. I'm like, if you had an extra 71 days Who over you your become? competition, wh- like, how do you think that's going to shake out? I mean, it, 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 yeah, you, because, because the competition is doing that. Maybe some of them aren't, maybe those, right. those, those, those few are not, and they're rising above, but, but if you want to get ahead in life, do what everyone else isn't doing. Right. If you want to get ahead in life and everybody is spending 71 days or all of their time in on devices, on social media, scrolling the endless right. scroll, you'll never get to the bottom of the endless scroll. If everybody is yeah. spending all of that time there and you do the opposite. Right. Well, world- and I, I'm a testament to that because I, I actually sometimes have to make myself get on social to like research and see, you know, learn things because- mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I think I'm so driven and like, you know, checking things off the list and getting things done that I just don't allow there to be space and time for the scroll. But I was even saying to my husband last night when he was like in bed and I was stretching my back as I, before I got into bed and he's like laughing about this reel and laughing about this reel. And I was like, and I said it like with love, but I'm like, how many, how much time have you spent on, on Instagram today? I was like, babe, you could literally be a concert pianist and he could, I mean, the average adult, we're not just talking about kids, right? The average adult, if they replaced the time they spend scrolling social media, I'm like, you could become really exceptional at any hobby or task or anything you want to kind of pick up as an adult. Like 
we have that potential, but we literally have the time. And we're all saying we don't have the time. Yeah. We have the time. You find the time and, and you know this, you find time for the things that are important in your life. Yeah. And I'm not saying that there isn't a place for, for social media in your life. Right. There is. And there, you know, great. Scroll Instagram. Like that's fine. If you're being intentional about it, right. if you've set a time and said, Hey, I'm going to do this. I need to decompress. I'm going to scroll right. for a little bit. Great. Scroll it. Yeah. That's awesome. But check your screen time. Yeah. How much time are you spending on there? Yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing that it's a ton and all of this intentional times I'm having. So I had an experience a while back and, and I think intentional time is, is really the key. And I had this experience, and as it relates to teenagers, as it relates to kids, where if you're not intentional about your time, your kids know it, right? right? Because right. how many times do we put that phone right in front of them? Mm. And they say, hey, dad. And yeah. what do we say? Just a minute. Yeah. And you, in that moment, you have devalued your child and increased the value of your smartphone. And and yeah. and when you're doing that, you are like, think about their self-worth. Think about you're yeah. supposed to be the person that tells your kids that they can accomplish anything. They can be and they're the most important people in the world. And all of a sudden you're going, you are the most important people in the world, except for this funny reel. Right. This is more important. That is right. more important than you. And I think and your kids don't know. Right. Maybe you are scrolling Instagram. Maybe you are you know, saving the world. Maybe you are right. helping, helping somebody who knows, they just know that it's more important than them. Right. And, and I had this experience a while back where my daughter, she was, uh, she, she's the kid who gets out of bed at night. Like she, something's always wrong. Right. Like, yeah. like, and in this particular night and bedtime is like sacred, right? Yeah. If for everyone, bedtime is sacred. It's the moment yeah. where you feel <laughs> free from your kids you've yeah, been going all yeah. day long like it's sacred <laughs> time and so I was sitting kneeling next to the bed I was on my phone I was scrolling Instagram my daughter I hear her little footsteps get out of bed way past bedtime and I'm like what, yeah. what? you know that that yeah. exactly <laughs> what now you know and she she said she said she goes my toe hurts and I'm like oh my God. <laughs> your toe doesn't hurt go to bed. right you know and usually it's like you know, a five second hug, you know, off yeah. the bed, sleep is going to help your toe, whatever. And in this moment, I thought something's wrong. Mm. And so I threw my phone across the bed and I called her over and I made a choice that I was going to hug her until she let go. Wow. It wasn't going to be a five second hug. It was going to be until she let go. And she hugged me for five minutes. Wow. And in that moment, I realized that if I, that she needs so much more intentional yeah. time and I need to love her as much as she needs to be loved, not as much as I think she needs to right. be loved. Cause I would have given her a five second hug and right. said, see you later. And she needed five minutes. And when we are spending so much time on our phone, not being intentional with the people we love, not being intentional with, with what we're trying to accomplish in life, when we are spending that unintentional time on our phone, we are losing yeah. the people we love and they know it and they feel yeah. it because your kids need to hear, see, and feel that you love them every mm -hmm. single day. Yes. Yes. God, so good. <laughs> and amazing that you even had that moment of awareness, right? Because we, we usually don't have that moment of awareness. Like, let me throw the phone aside and let me be present to this moment and, you know, I, I love what you said, like, there is a place for social media. Like, I think it's in a way mm -hmm. I had to kind of come to grips with like, oh, 
social media is not horrible in a way it's replaced the way we use TV growing up. You know, we'd watch a sitcom for 30 minutes before he went to bed or whatever. Mm -hmm. So in some ways it has replaced that. And in some ways, you know, using social media, we're not saying social media is all bad. Like I have had to learn over the years to be really communicative with Mm -hmm. my spouse and my children, Mm -hmm. you know, to the point where I say things specifically, like I've got three more messages to return. These women really need my help right now. Just give me five minutes. But like, I can't just say, give me five minutes. You know, it's like, I need to teach them that like, I'm working right now. And this is, you know, mom works from her phone. And that's why I can pick you up from school every day. And And they really understand that. But I also know they really get it when they're like, you're not working. (laughs) Don't don't try to fool me. Yeah. You know, and and, and in 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 the social media space, when you spend time on there for your job, for your career, that line is razor thin, oh, right? Yeah. It is, oh, it is yeah. razor thin. And, uh, but yeah. And I think that over as, as I've grown, uh, as a motivational speaker and, and I've got these big dreams and these big aspirations and I'm very intentional with my kids. My wife is the one that I have to really focus on being intentional because it's yeah. easy to, to compartmentalize her because she's supporting me. Right. Right. But she still needs love and time and affection. Yeah. And you you mentioned, you know, like finding finding that 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 I don't know, that self-awareness. Yeah. And that's come from years of of practice. Yeah. Because and I call it, I call it your one second of strength. Yeah. And and in that moment, so when I threw my phone across the room, it was because I took one second and I recognized that I had to do it. And, and there was no debate, no question. And the one second of strength for me is how you hack your brain in the moment of choice to do what you need to do for growth, to do what you need to do for happiness, to do what you need to do for your potential. And it comes down to one single second of strength and everybody has it. Mm. You just have to decide in that moment to use it. Yeah. And it gets so much easier the more you flex it, right? You're like jogging my memory right now because- I'm really big on filling your brain with something good before you go to sleep. You know, your Mm -hmm. brain is literally marinating on whatever you're putting into it right before you go to sleep. And there was a season where like, I was just not right. You know, I'm feeling angst. I'm not excited about my goals. I'm just like, oh, and I was like, what is going on? And I had fallen into, cause I don't watch a lot of TV. We, mm-hmm. I don't really get into shows. I would rather watch a documentary or read, sure. you know, listen to a podcast or something. But I had fallen into watching this Netflix series that wasn't dark at all because I think 95% of them, my husband's like, this isn't dark. And I'm like, this is so dark. I can't handle this. <laughs> but it was like one of these just silly shows. But I was doing that before I went to bed every night. And I recognized it, right? I had that awareness of like, it seems so innocent but I'm watching just a kind of a crappy TV show for 40 minutes before I go to bed every single night. And you you got to catch yourself in the moment when you scroll to season three, episode eight. I remember one time I was like, wait a second. That's like 40 hours of my life has been consumed <laughs> by this. Like this is giving nothing to me, right? Yeah. But I remember trying to become aware of it. And then I was like, I got I to gotta stop. And that that one second is really freaking hard when you're trying to create that new wiring in your brain and that new habit. I can remember like opening up Netflix on my phone because I'd watch from my phone and literally like, don't tap it, don't tap it, like <laughs> don't open it. 
And like, it was so hard or I would open the show, start watching. And I'd be like, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off five minutes in. But after a week, I was out of the habit. I was out of the habit. I wasn't watching the show anymore. I was being productive. I was filling my mind with something good. And my whole entire world shifted. And I think that so much of this is we think these things are like, it's not doing anything bad. Like scrolling social media is not bad. Watching Netflix every night isn't bad. I need to decompress. I need to chill out. Like I deserve this. I'm like, but think about, like you said, the potential of a different choice. I think that neurologically, I, it's it's probably a little different, right? And and the reason it took you you open your phone and you're looking at that is because you have programmed your brain mm-hmm. like a mouse yeah. to receive dopamine. Yes. And so so and 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 I I believe and I, I think studies show that that habits have memories. Have, mm-hmm. Habits have memories of space. Habits have memories of time. And so when you get in bed, your dopamine brain is going. You should watch that show. Yeah. You know, like, hey, the, you know what feels good to me? Yeah. That show feels really good. Or you get in bed and you go, hey, you know what's really fun right now? Makes you feel good before bed. It's scrolling social media. Like, yeah. You should do that. And you scroll. And you, so we've hardwired our brain to do that. And we have to cut that off in that moment. You have to find your one second of strength yes. to to change that. And how many times, like, this happens to me where I'm holding my phone and like you, I, I work on it as well as play yeah. on it. Right. And so I'm holding my phone and, and sometimes I, I'm scrolling and I'm like, like, it feels hot. It feels yes. heavy. Like, why, why is this doing this to me? And in that moment, I'm like, get rid of it, get yeah. it out of your hand. Like, like you can't have it in near. And how many times do we put the phone go, Oh, okay. I'll just set it right here. Yeah. And then that dopamine goes, but it feels good. You right. gotta pick it up. You got to grab it. And so too many times we, we, we let these habits begin to control us mm-hmm. and you have to hard you have to break that in that moment yeah. and it takes time and effort and energy and look i tell teenagers all the time you're going to mess up and yeah. it's okay you're yeah. going to you're going to have these dreams you're going to have these habits you're going to want to to walk away from something hard and you're going to slip back into it and i need yeah. you to know that that's okay it's okay to mess up but you have to find your one second of strength and walk away again, again. recognize yeah. it and then walk away again. And when you begin to do that and create that new habit of walking away, mm-hmm. you're going to walk towards happiness and your potential yeah. and you're going to grow. It's going to be perfect. So, yeah, I love that. I love that so much. So here's a question for you, because as I was scrolling your Instagram last night, doing research, I was working, right? I was, yeah, I yeah was of course, working. of course. But I was, you had a couple, several books and this is something mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm educated <clears throat> enough on. And and I will totally admit there's a part of me, even in the mindset world, that's like, I almost don't want to hear the the stark reality of the situation with the, yeah. like what this is actually doing to me or what this is doing to my kids. But you had several books that you were like, every parent should read. What yeah. are your like top three that you think these are the ones that are going to just, you know, because yeah. we only really change what we're doing with our kids based on knowledge, right? Like we really got to know what's going on in, in order for us to do the difficult thing, because it's not easy to make these shifts in your home. It's not easy to yeah. make these changes. Well, and it and it gets really hard when you've already given yes. your teenager access Mm-hmm. And then you get the awareness and you want to pull it back, right? Yes. But you're right. Knowledge is power. I, I kind of liken knowledge to, to stick a dynamite. Like, yeah. like dynamite's powerful, right? 
Yeah. But it takes action to light that fuse and make it explode. And so knowledge is great. It's powerful, but it only becomes really powerful when you decide to use it absolutely in an actionable way. And so there's a couple of books. So there's a book that I think every parent should read. It's called The Teenage Brain. Mm. And it's just going to dive into to why your kid is doing the things like as they grow into being a teenager, they are going to start that they're just hormonally, they're going to change. Uh, They're going to want to try and become their own person. And all of these things are totally normal. And we have to start working within the framework of how they're changing to, to stay with them. Because one thing I do, I, I, I believe is that, that you have to gain trust with your teenager Mm -hmm. And that trust happens long before they're a teenager. It's almost depositing trust coins into a piggy bank. But if you break trust with them, Mm. they will never trust you again. Wow. Ever. And and that's one of the biggest challenges. So so when you when so one of the things I always say is is when your teenager finds their one second of strength to come to you with their hard truth, yeah, you cannot freak out. Right. Right. You cannot freak out because if you freak out in that moment, trust is gone. It is over. Yeah. Trust is gone. Instead, you have to be calm. You can go cry in your closet later yeah. if you want. Like, that's fine. But but be calm. Tell them you love them. Tell them you're going to make it through this together. Give them the biggest bear hug you could possibly give them. Tell them you love them again. Give mm. them another bear hug. But just, I love that. just be there and listen to them. But don't break their trust because if you do, it's over. So. Anyway, the teenage brain, I got way off topic there, but teenage brain. Oh, I love that. I love um, that so much. There's another book called Glow Kids, I think is really good for parents to read. Um, Glow Kids is is all about screen time. It's going to talk about what that screen is actually doing to their brain. I think a lot of teen a lot of parents struggle with unmotivated teenagers. Yeah. Um and and why are they unmotivated? And it's particularly boys, right? Is mm-hmm. as they they're they're playing video games and, and and they're in front of that screen. Glow Kids is going to help you recognize what's happening there and help you give you tools to overcome that. Um, another one is called Unselfie. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges that we have today is that that we live in this selfie generation. It's yeah. all about me, right? The phone is about is about me. Social media right. isn't about you. It's about me, yeah. right? Um, and so unselfie talks about that. It talks about uh, empathy. It talks mm-hmm. about helping to teach your kids empathy, because I think if we want to change this world, it comes down to the way that we treat other people. And yeah. the way we treat other people is determined by one, how much we love ourselves, but two, how much we are willing to walk away from being so self-centered right. and step into loving people more and giving people the benefit of the doubt. So unselfie is one that I would read. And then, and if you if you don't have time to le- read or listen to a book, um, there's a there's a documentary. You mentioned documentaries, a documentary on, I believe it's still on Netflix called uh The Social Dilemma. Yes. I would watch The Social Dilemma. And then I would throw all your phones away and throw all your devices away because that <laughs> one's going to change you forever. So. Right. That's what the one that I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch this. You know, it's, you, but I know you, I need to. You have to. to. And, yeah. and, and the reason is, is because if your kid has a smartphone and I would also recommend like, like, and to, every family is going to be different, but I don't think teenagers 
15, 16 years old, I don't think they need a smartphone. They need a communication device. Right. They don't need a smartphone. But um, but here's the challenge. You have to be the biggest influencer in your kid's life. Yeah. And if they are on social media, they are learning everything else from yeah. other people. Right. And so the social dilemma as a as an option for you is is just going to help you recognize what's out there yeah. and help you be aware. And then here's the key. Even if your kids have a smartphone already, if you're thinking about getting them a smartphone, you have to have conversations with them yeah. constantly and help them recognize when things are hitting too heavy, when it's feeling hot in their hand, when it is it when they're when they're unhappy, help them recognize that, create that trust so they'll talk to you about it yeah. and then help them walk away, right? Parents right. don't want, and that's why speaking in schools, I think is so important because your kids don't want to hear it from you. Right. They don't want totally. to hear it from their teachers. Totally. They don't want to hear it from anyone else. But when I come in and I I go, hey guys, here's what's going on. They listen, they go home yeah. and, you know, I've had parents text me or, or send me messages on Instagram where they're thanking me that their kids, mm. their kids have always wanted crap chat. But then their kids are thanking them for not ever letting them have it right, because right. of the things that I've told them. And so you have to you have to become aware of everything that's out there, um, because, like you said, knowledge is power. And then light the fuse and create and, yeah. and, and create the space to for your kids to grow. Oh, so good. So here's some questions. Sure. If our kids do have smartphones and they do have crap chat. <laughs> It like you said, it's way harder to take it away, right? Because it's how, I mean, in my kids' world, ninety nine point nine percent. I I had to recognize like that's how they communicate today. Like they don't even mm -hmm. text. You know, I can yeah. pick up my kids' phone and look at their text messages. There are really no text messages because they're all communicating via Snap. And yeah. I'm like, uh, even for me, I'm like, this is a hard thing to take away because it's how they're all they're in community together this way. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we've never luckily had to navigate the video game thing. It's just my kid's such an athlete that it's like, that doesn't entertain them. And, and I've seen a lot of parents have to walk through that and put a lot of boundaries mm -hmm. around it. And in some ways I think it's harder, right? Because the second you say you're only allowed to play on the weekend or you're only allowed to play, you just create yeah. within any human, even more of a desire for it. Right. Yeah. So if they have these apps, what are like some steps that you can say, obviously we can just say, Hey, I'm going to make you delete Snapchat. You're not going to have it anymore. Yeah. But are there like boundaries or things that you can suggest to people? Yeah, I would, I would start with conversation. One of the things on my website, I have a, uh, a teen cell phone contract mm -hmm. and the contract isn't to bind kids to something it's used to start conversations. And so even if your kid already has the uh the apps use it to start conversations with it because yeah. because i think that too many times uh, again a kid is is on there they don't recognize why they're struggling or what's causing them and if you ever i don't if you're if your kids have have snapchat be behind them one time while they scroll Snapchat. Yeah. And you want to know why kids are like anxious and have ADHD Ugh. and like why those things are on the rise. Watch them scroll Snapchat because it's it is insane. like this, like, like fast paced, click on a picture, delete, get it out of the picture. Take, yeah. You know, like it, it's, it is honestly one of the most mind boggling things you can watch. I, I agree. I agree. Totally. And so it, it is crazy, but so, but start with conversations, yeah. start with, start with helping them understand, start with helping them recognize 
if there's people on there that are they're comparing themselves to or they're making them unhappy then then start with those breadcrumbs of 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 walking away through those from those people i always say that when you find that social media is dumb then do these things delete unfollow mute or block those four things, that acronym of dumb is the most simple thing you could possibly do. Oh, I love that. And, and I would talk with those teenagers about that because, because they know, they yeah. know. Yeah. They, and, and, and it's, it's because, because happiness comes from, from growth and creativity. Mm-hmm. And we're, and we're spending so much time on social media. That's what we stunt growth and creativity. Yeah. And so, but it's, it's human desire to do those things. And so right. talk with your teenager about it. I don't recommend unless something really drastic and, and bad is happening on, yeah. on Snapchat, which could be sexual predators. Right. Uh, it could be uh sexting. It could, if things are like that are happening, yeah. then, then you're the parent hard stop. Like just right. take it away, step in, be the parent. If, if, if it's not that, then, then start with those conversations. Yeah. Start with, Start with potentially limiting screen time, helping them yeah. recognize how they can limit it. But you don't have to come in, come in too hard because, like I said, in the teenage brain, is is your teenager? They are exploring their identity. Yeah. They're exploring who they want to come. And if you just come and rip it away, right, you're breaking trust again, right? right. You've already created, driven a wedge in between you and them, and it will potentially get worse. So. So come at it from a different angle, come at it yeah. softly, use your people skills, use that relationship and, and start with conversations and it will begin to transform their mentality around it because a lot of it is just awareness. They don't know what is hurting their heart right. until they know. Right. They don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. I always say to my husband, and I think I got this from like a parenting something many years ago to come alongside. Right. Mm-hmm. So like now we kind of laugh about yeah. it because my husband will like walk into a conversation and he's like, ah. I'm like, come alongside, come alongside, come alongside. But just that phrase to me is like, I want to come at them. You know, I'm upset. I'm, I'm, they did something, maybe they were irresponsible and I just want to come down on them. And I'm like, I got to come alongside them, like come alongside. And that phrase just shifts my energy, right? It just shifts everything. And, And what that is, is psychologically, right? Is if you are front on front with somebody, you are confrontational. Yeah. But I think come on side when you literally walk on the side of him, put yes. your arm around him, be right there. That's what that, that comes from because now you are together. Right. Not, not against. And that is the key it, when it comes to, to helping your kids uh, through the digital, the digital world. Yeah. It's I love that. Thought. I'm curious. How old are your kids? So my kids are, um, I have an eight-year-old, a 11-year-old, a 14-year-old, and a 16-year-old girl. So 14-year-old boy, 16-year-old girl. So, um, and- so you're, you're walking through this in a real way right now. Yeah. And when I started this, you know, we, so we gave my daughter um, a smartphone before I was doing all the speaking and and it came with problems pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, and again- Teenagers don't know what they don't know. They just mm-hmm. are in a space where they're learning and being bombarded. And when you're constantly bombarded 
by the outside world, how can you have inner peace? And right. so she just had some some things that we worked through. But I also learned that 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 is just too early, right? Yeah. It's just too yeah. early for a teenage girl, a teenage boy. Um, and so there's other options out there. My son, he has a phone from Bark Technologies. Bark is a monitoring yes. service. We used to have that. Did you? And yeah. Uh, yeah. And so it, it basically alerts you to things that are going on, but they just launched a phone wow. for kids about ooh, a year ago, all oh, coming wow. up on a year. That's awesome. And so the phone basically gives me control yeah. of all things, meaning if he wants to download an app, it comes through me. Right. I have to approve it. Uh, social media, I have it all toggled off to where, so, so where he can't use it. So essentially you can make the phone as dumb as you want, or right. as smart as you want, yeah. all the way to, you know, it's a Samsung phone. So all the way to, to smartphone if you want, but the goal is to teach them along the way, yeah. you know, help yeah. them learn, help them navigate and then step in when there's an issue, because your goal as a parent is to help your kids grow and be happy. Yeah. And the smartphones, that's not their goal. Their, right. The smartphone's goal is to, is to get you addicted. I mean, it has been fascinating this week watching threads yes. launch because because the 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 skill that Meta mm -hmm. did in launching that app and what it did to people's brains is going to be in every you know graduate study class for the rest of history because it's been it's been from a business perspective fascinating yeah. to watch from a human perspective really scary really yeah. scary I haven't even stepped into it I'm like I don't I don't even want to go there it's just one more thing. <laughs> It, it is one more thing, right? And it's just one more place where you're going to occupy your time. And, yeah. and you know, I step in there because I, I need to learn. I need to grow. Right. I need to help. Um, but even me, I'm like, why am I scrolling? Like, why do I care what these people right. say? I right. don't, why, like, yeah. I don't care. What do I care about what they're saying? You know, it's it's everyone's opinions. And I think that, you know, power comes from, from realizing that that other people's opinions don't matter. Right. And you need to stop caring about what people think because most people don't think before they speak. Right. And, and right. Especially like behind this, a smartphone or a keyboard. Yeah. They don't. They don't. So there's no consequence. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no an, consequence. There's you know? An, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I was just uh, meeting with one of our coaches at our school and she was even saying, you know, these digital... Um, like where you can kind of critique or give an evaluation of the coach after the season, how harsh these evaluations mm -hmm. were. And we were saying it's because it's digital, you know, yeah. it's like, and I said, we should do away with all the evaluation forms and we, why don't you have meet the coach? Like you have meet the teacher yeah. where there's a day and the parents can walk in and have a sit down conversation. Cause that is way different yeah. than when you can just, you know, email a form and rant and rave and say all the nasty stuff with no conversation, right? Let's talk like we about gotta, it. Yeah, we got to get back to that. You, yeah, and, and the world is going further and further away from yeah. that. But but there's power in conversation because one, you're going to come, you're going to have to overcome your fears and like mm -hmm. say something, but there's probably a reason why things were the way they were. Right. And that's never going to get communicated in the never. digital space. It's going to get lost. And then the only result is animosity and frustration. Right. Right. And that animosity and frustration is just going to build and build and build and build until you, you can't repair it. You right. can't, you can't right. save that relationship. But I think if you had that conversation in, in person. Yeah. You, totally. It would probably different. stop before it started. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Um, one of the other things that you, I was looking at your Instagram last night, and I love this because I'm super intentional about this. And you've got four, you said four kids. Yeah, four. So it's easier for me to say, you know, I talk about this sometimes and I'm like, well, you must be nice. You got two kids. It's not that hard, <laughs> but intentional time. Like yeah. I just booked a weekend for my son and I to go watch a baseball game. And then another weekend where my daughter and I are going to get to do something. And it doesn't have to be a trip. It doesn't have to be a mm-hmm. weekend. It doesn't have to be that big, but that one-on-one time, I mean, I do think we wanted more kids and couldn't have them. And I recognize the blessing of like, it's so much easier to get that intentional time. Yeah. And one of the, and I, I really want to hear your thoughts on this, but you know, one of the tricks that I always use is I'm like, even on a typical night, like a typical night where my daughter happens to be at a birthday party. So the rest of us are home and everyone's just kind of in separate spaces doing their own thing. I'll be like, you know, I'll think about it ahead of time. And I'll be like, Hey, Finn, we're having a date night tonight with you, me and dad. And he's like, huh? Okay. And I'm (laughs) like, we would all be eating dinner together probably anyway. Yeah. But the intention behind it to say, we prioritize this time with you. And we want to make sure that we like, there's intention behind it, right? Not just where do you want to go eat? I don't know. Where do you want to go eat? It's like, there's there's intention there. And I just think it's so important to get that with your kids. Yeah, I, I believe. And what I tell parents is that, that your kids or really the relationships in your life need individual intentional time every single day. Yeah. And, and it does need to be individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mentioned earlier that, that kids love language, they need to hear, see, and feel that they love, that they're loved. Um, yeah. And, and their love language is spelled T-I-M-E. It's spelled time. And so what I do and what I recommend is, is make sure that every day you do something intentional and it it truly doesn't have to be date night. It doesn't have to be like something extravagant because it doesn't matter how much time you spend. It just matters that you do spend the time. And so when I get home from work, I put my phone uh, I put my phone away. We actually have a, a box called the RO box, which um, we can, I guess, put in the show notes. But but it's actually yes. a box of intentionality where it's synced to an app, but it tracks your downtime. Oh, so wow. it actually connects and says, you know, I put so I, I walk in the door and I put my phone in the box, which now it's tracking the time that I've been away from my phone. So it's wow. actually fighting dopamine with dopamine. Yeah. And then I go spend the time with my kids, whether that is you know, it could be playing a game. It could be just dinner time. It could be just walking up to them and giving them a hug. It could be anything like that. And so when you spend that intentional time, another one that I love is, is like my kids and we have two floors in our house and like, Mm -hmm. Sometimes at the end of the night, walking upstairs is the worst. I was just going to bring this up. I I was going to say, I was going to plead with parents. I know how tired you are. And I'm like, oh, I always force myself to walk upstairs. Yeah. Find your one second of strength. and Go go lay in your kid's bed. Take that first step up the stairs and lay with your kids. That is one of the easiest ways that you can compartmentalize and get intentional time with your kids, but they need it. And my son, who's eight, he he craves that every yeah. single night. Dad, are you coming upstairs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, I'll be up, I'll be up. And then he wants me to lay with him. And sometimes, yeah. you know, I can budget a couple of minutes. Sometimes I can lay with him more, but but you have to do it. And so find those moments, put your phone yeah. down, uh, step away from work, step away from every other worry in the world and make sure that they are the only worry in your world. Yeah. 
and and do it with intentional time, whatever that is. It could yeah. be date night. I love going on date nights with, yeah. with the kids. Um, but but it doesn't but have to be that big. I and I want to emphasize doesn't. that. I remember um one of my old clients many, many years ago. She was a therapist, she had great family, great kids, and she was talking about this. And she said, Every day after school, we sit on the couch and eat gummy bears for five, 10 minutes. I love that. And I just love, like, I'll never forget her saying that because at the time, you know, I've got little littles and I'm thinking like, we're going to go on a trip around the world with each kid every, you know, you're thinking these, all these extravagant ideas. And I'm like, oh, you can just sit on the couch and eat gummy bears for five minutes. Well, so fast, fast forward that like, like 25 years and think about the emotional look of a gummy bear to that kid. Like that, like, like every single time that kid sees a gummy bear, they're going to have an emotional response of love because that's what you chose to do. And so, so what is the emotional gummy bear that you can create in your kid's life? And maybe it is gummy bears, but maybe it is laying with them every night. You know, maybe someday my kid will be like, man, my dad laid with me every night. Yeah. I don't know, you know, whatever that is, but, but what's the gummy bear? That's a great story. And I will say my kids being 13 and 15, they don't want me laying with them. You know, they're like, I mean, some, but you have to just like laugh about that. You know, I'll go up in my daughter's room, lay in her bed. And she's like, what are you doing? Like, can I, can I get some privacy? But she yeah. also like knows that I'm going to come up every single night. Yeah. Even if it's just to say a couple sentences, give her a kiss, good night and walk back out. But like, they're not just walking upstairs by themselves every night. Like mom's going to come up at some point, you know, my son's usually, unfortunately, like he's in the shower and I'm like, ah, he's in the shower. You know, we don't really have this FaceTime, but I'm going to, you know, talk to him through the door and say, if you, you know, it's just, I feel like I can't go to bed without that, but it's, it's not that it's easy. And I'm like eager to do it every night either. It's, it's hard, but I think that is that one of those tangibles that parents can take away, like just, go in and chat with your kids for a couple minutes before they go to bed. It, it will make all the difference in their lives. You know, what if yeah. you, you know, and your, your son's in the shower, what if you left a love note under his pillow? Yeah. What if you left something for him to find? What if you, you know, what is the, what is the one above and beyond you can yes. do in, as it relates to intentional time and, and what you'll find is it will change your kid's life yeah. because they're, you know, and, and in the moment they're going to be teenagers, right? Like they yeah. may put kick you out of the room. They do whatever, right. They're yeah. going to do those things. But, but when it comes time for them to make a tough choice, when yeah. it comes time for them to, you know, they have some challenge in life, you've deposited those, mm-hmm. those trust coins in your piggy bank. And that's what that yeah, is. And yeah. so there's nothing more important. And, and look, our goal as parents is, is to help them to raise them. Yeah. And you can't do that if you're not being intentional about it, because if you don't, the world will raise them. Yeah. If you don't, somebody yeah. else is going to do it. And I think we've seen what the world's become. So I don't know if we want that. Absolutely, And I think sometimes, and I do want to share this really quick because I love this idea too. One of my friends um, used to put sticky notes on the steering wheel, Mm. you know, and she was like, it was kind of my, like, I'm terrified for him to drive. So, but it was a note or a Bible verse or something, but she was like, most every day I would walk outside at night, slap that sticky note on, on the steering wheel. So that's what he saw every morning. I love that idea so much. Um, but what what I was saying is, what was I saying? What were we talking about right before that? About your son my, going upstairs? About my son going upstairs. 
Um, and we do do a lot of that. Like yeah. sometimes I'll go in his bathroom and I'll write a sticky note, you know, because they're so freaking distracted and yeah. everything is pulling their attention. But what I was going to ask you specifically, and I have a little bit of a different situation because my son's type one. So okay. he has to keep his phone, which drives me insane because yeah. he has to have his phone, but we switch off apps and stuff like that. But I'm guessing you don't let your kids take their phones to bed. That would be a hard no. No. So, so <laughs> yeah, hard, hard rule, hard rule. Yeah. Phones never in bedrooms or bathrooms or behind closed doors. Ever. Never. Not even hard during rule. the day. Love never, that. Never. Love if, that. if you're, and, and for, for teenage boys and I, and, and this may be an overstatement. Yeah. But if your teenage boy has a phone behind closed doors, he's watching pornography. Mm, yeah. I, I just believe that. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's too easy, too accessible, too easy. too easy to get in trouble. And so, so for my daughter who has a, a smartphone, my son doesn't, he has the other phone, but my daughter every night before bed, 10 o'clock, she walks down, she puts her phone in the RO yeah. and, and it, it never goes upstairs. And then it also gives me a moment where I can do phone checks if I want to yeah. do a phone check. Yeah. And I do, you know, some people say, well, that's a, breach of privacy. That's, and I, I say, you know what, watching my daughter get into trouble online yeah. is worth what Absolutely. you might call a breach of privacy. And so I don't do it every night, but my daughter right. knows when she got the phone that, that there's going to be times where I'm going to go through it and I'm going to sure. check it. And I, I'm not trying to invade privacy. I'm just right. trying to make sure she's safe. And so I, I, and and the phone is yours. You shouldn't gift right. them the phone. Right. It's still yours, you yeah. know? So I don't know that I've had some debates with parents on that one, but I just yeah. believe that, you know, it's part of keeping them safe. It's, it's part right. of, and it's part, part of, of teaching parenting. them. It's part of teaching them and training them, helping yeah. them grow into the digital world right. is you have to know what, what, what's on there. And cause kids are going to explore. They're going to have conversations they shouldn't have, but, yeah. but maybe the worst part is that, Bad people out there, they know that that they know that your teenager wants to feel loved. They know that they yeah. want to feel understood. They would know that they want to feel listened to. And so what do they do? They jump online, they act like they're uh they're a yeah. teenager and they love them. Yeah. And they listen to them and they make them feel understood. And before long, your teenager has shared intimate details of their life and maybe pictures with right. this person. And then the 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 thread unravels, the sweater unravels right, after that. Right. And so I just think you have to protect your kids. Absolutely. And so the question was phones in rooms. Absolutely not. Hard no. Hard well, no yeah. And I think if you can train your kids, I mean, I see the difference between even my son having to have his phone upstairs, you know, next to him to sleep for, so we have numbers and stuff, but how much easier it is for him to go upstairs because why would he be downstairs on the phone in his living room if he can be upstairs on the phone in his bedroom, you know? And it's like, yeah. if anything, it kind of encourages your kids to be in that family space when they're, you know, on social media or on all these apps. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I think that's definitely not over-parenting. I mean, we had that conversation. It it's like, hey, I can look through anything at any time and I'm going to do that. Again, just like you, I'm like, I'm not going to do that every night. I don't have time to do that every no. night, but- there will be periodic, you know, my, my kids have yeah. no say so when I pick up their phone and scroll through and look at all the pictures they've been taking or all yeah. the, you know, everything. I don't know about you guys, but I used to drink multiple cups of coffee a day. 
That is until I discovered Energize, which it may sound over the top, but quite literally changed my entire life. I use it before my workouts first thing in the morning when, you know, I might be exhausted from a crazy night of disrupted sleep. It gives me the energy I need to show up and be strong in my workouts and go full out no matter how little sleep I'm, I'm running on. But more importantly, in the afternoon, oh, at that three o'clock time when I'm about to fall on my face, it is such clean energy with zero crash at the end. I always put it in a huge thing of water so I'm getting extra hydrated in the afternoon and it brings me to life and allows me to show up for my kids and my family on a whole nother level. So you guys, try it out for yourself. The link is in the show notes below. Trust me when I say, your life is gonna feel totally different with Energize in it. Do some spot yeah. checks. And and if, if a teenager is ha- has their phone in their room, you know, less, uh, the, the other issues we talked about, but, but one of the biggest ones, we call it vamping. And that is just scrolling, endless scroll all night long, yeah. right? They're staying up until right. 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., um, you know, scrolling social media, watching YouTube, playing Fortnite, like yeah. they can't break away. They can't. The phone I mean, it, with, uh, yeah, it's can. hard enough for us to break away. How do we expect Look, them to break away? They they can't. And then here's the here's the problem and why you have to stop that is because so so again, the, the dopamine is is going to the emotional response center of the brain. They can't think logically because that part of their brain isn't developed. And so here they are scrolling, 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 scrolling. But when you have a lack of sleep, it makes you more emotional. Right. It makes it harder. And so then the next day, yeah. you've got these emotional messes, right, of teenagers, which is which is tough. And then they they go to bed the next night and they do it again. And and one of the biggest fears for me is that is is suicide. And suicide yeah. in our country is on the rise. And suicide happens when we think emotionally in a moment. And and because yeah. most of them aren't planned, it's emotional in a moment. Yeah. But when your senses are down, yeah, because you've been staying up all night, right, right, you're at much more of a risk. And so yeah. it's almost just an you know just sounding the alarm that a lot of suicides happen in the middle of the night because that's when teenagers are awake thinking emotionally because they haven't given their brain the time to rest. Yeah. And so yeah. you have to, I don't know, it's such a, it's such a dangerous world, a scary world, but, but it's not all bad. Like there's right. so much, hope, there's so much good. There's so much that our teenagers are stepping into, which is awesome. And not yeah. everything is bad on social media. No, not at all. That's yeah, not what we're saying. I mean, I love when, you know, my daughter's like, mom, look at this post from yeah. some inspirational teen. That's like doing motivational stuff out there or something, you know, I'm like, oh, I love this is what your, your feed is, you know, kind of. Yeah showing you um, my daughter doesn't follow me on instagram she won't follow me she, <laughs> i she might check in occasionally but yeah. i know i've seen the unfollow from my daughter so. i love it that's <laughs> hilarious oh, well my kids i'm gonna force them to follow you i'm like you need to listen to every <laughs> single thing this guy's putting out um because again they just they don't know what they don't know they you don't. know so here's one question because i feel like this is probably most of the world their kids have the apps, their kids have their phones in their rooms at night. Like what are, what are some of the, cause I've even in the past been like, why is it so difficult to find an app to control the phone? Right. I had bark for a while, but then mm-hmm. it kind of blocked like too many things and yeah. then my kids couldn't access things that they had to access. And I was like, ah, oh, this is so frustrating. So do you know of like, how you can kind of put more parameters on your kids' phones. I'm sure you know some of the ways. 
Yeah, it's oh man, and, and and every this is probably a whole other um conversation, but it's every every phone is going to have different things, right? So so there's a lot of things that you can set up now with the iPhone. Yeah. Um, do they work? Sometimes, you know, right. the, the challenge is that teenagers are so smart, you know, I and know. They, they actually download like, like there's tons of blocks at school, but teenagers actually download VPNs to get around wow. all of the things that you're, that, that you're putting in place. And so, you know, you can look at, you can look at apps like Bark. Um, there's, I'm trying to remember a couple of the other ones. Um, but, but at the end of the day, you just have to be vigilant as a parent. So yeah. set up, set up things, set up passwords, set up screen time limits. I even have screen time limits on my phone. So, yeah, yeah. you know, Instagram alerts me and it, you know, shuts me out and it's like, Hey, do you want to spend more time on this app or do you, right. are you done? And so, so set up those blocks, set up, set up times where, uh, where they can be on, you can shut down phones um, at 10 o'clock at night, you right. know, so they can't do the vamping thing, but, right. um, but at the end of the day, whichever app, whichever thing you decide to use, you still have to be on top of it and be vigilant yourself. Yeah. You, in other words, you can't give parenting to an app, right? You have to yeah. parent yeah. and there's not, and it takes time, it takes energy, but there's never going to be something else. And so, um, I would check those things. I would check, you know, I always um I always tell parents that any app that their kid wants to download, they need to download it first and they oh, need yeah. to spend time on it. And, you know, and if their kids are on a social media, then you need to be on that social media. And I, I hate know. that because yeah, I don't want to be on TikTok. Right. I don't want to be on crap chat. I don't right. want to, but you do need to be aware and you need to be there. Yeah. So um, so yeah, I, I think that there, there are apps. Um, what is the other one? I can't think of it off the top of my head. Cause you ask hard questions in the moment, <laughs> <laughs> but, but we can link but really, a few you them, can but... control. I think with the iPhone, you can control a lot of just kind of shutting things down with the family. Like if the phone's connected, yeah. to them, which it should Fam- be. family and link. Um, yeah. it's amazing to me that some parents, I hear parents get really angry because their kids are like running up the credit card, downloading apps. I'm like, how are you not like I have to approve everything. Like I'll get the text, yeah. like mom approved this, mom approved this, yeah. you know? And I'm like, whoa, 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 what am I approving? You know, but yeah. like, you gotta at least have those minimum set up. I think too many times we give kids a smartphone and just expect they're gonna know how to use it. We right. give them a smartphone and we, or or we haven't protected things on our side. So then when we put them on an iPhone and sync them up, it just gives them carte blanche to whatever they want. Right. And you need to spend time as a parent going in and fixing the settings. And it might take you a day. It might take you a right. week. Yeah. But what's more important, spending easy. that time? No, spending that time or putting the parameters in place. Yeah. Or, protecting or letting them get in trouble. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, this is so good, Tanner. So good. Okay. So how do I get you to Charleston to do some public speaking around here in the schools? <laughs> Just, you know, let's do it. So anybody can send me, you can send me a note on Instagram or, um, or send me an email, but, or if you send me a note on Instagram, we'll connect, but ultimately I'll send you a speaking bio Um, and you just got to get in touch with your, 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 uh, your, your district, your principal school counselors, every school is a little bit different. Um, but what I believe is that 
there is nothing more powerful than a mom on a mission. Yeah. And so sure. if like, and a lot of moms get really passionate about this because they want to protect their own kids, but then they realize that their kids' friends right. are the problem, right? Their kids' yeah. friends are on these apps. Their kids' friends are causing the issues. And so, um, so moms get really passionate about bringing me out there just because they want the message to go to the whole right. school. So, right. so yeah, the best way is we connect. I'll send a speaking bio. You put it in front of your, uh, your principal, and then you might need to stay on them. You might need yeah, to keep for sure. on them because they're busy. They have lots of going things going on, but at the end of the day, uh, that's the best way to bring me to a school is, is by awesome. reaching out to your, uh, to your, your administration, a lot of times school counselors, cause they have those conversations yeah, every day. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, sure. and then we do it, we fly out, we have we fun and, uh, and we, we change kids' lives. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to make it happen. We're going to okay. make it happen. So I'm going to link everything in the show notes. Um, can you speak for just a second? The box you said we'll put in the show notes. Yeah. Talk to me about the box. Yeah, the RO box is uh, was was actually launched, created, and I think the only way I found out about it was created by one of my high school basketball teammates. And oh, uh, wow! So he That's launched awesome. this box, and all of a sudden, like it's popping up on my uh, Facebook, and we reconnected. But but so RO is um, it's it's a device. It sits. It's pretty. It sits on your uh, counter, and then there's an app and the app syncs to it and it helps you manage your time. And so when I need to be intentional about work, when I need to be intentional about writing a blog, when I need to be intentional about whatever, you know, thing or intentional with family, you put your phone in the box and it, and it rewards you for spending time away from your phone. And a lot of people will say, well, I can't, can I just put it in the shoebox? Can I just put it in a drawer? Sure. But do you? No, you don't. Right. Right. So, right. Right. So, what that app is going to do is is it 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 helps fight that dopamine. And what I love about it, and the first time I used it, because again, talked with my friend, he sent me one to try. And when I put my phone in it and I walked away, yeah, I felt so free. And I yeah. felt just just like there was this liberating. And like you put your phone down all the time, right? Like, oh, put it on the counter, whatever. But when you intentionally put it away, yeah, yeah. and then different. intentionally walk away, it does something different to your brain, yeah, right? You sure. talk about creating habits and you talk about changing, you know, changing your relationship with your phone. And one of the things Joey, my friend says is, is when you change your relationship with your phone, you change your relationship with everyone around you. Wow. And, and I think it's That's one of the powerful. most powerful statements I've ever heard because it's true. And you think about that. And the alternative is if you don't change your relationship with your phone, then you are limiting the relationship with everyone yeah. around you. And so the RO box, I recommend it to everyone because I, and especially parents, because, because I think that in this digital age, we need help being intentional. Yeah. But then if your kids have smartphones, then there's a place that they can put it in there. There's a place that they can begin to create habits around their right. digital uses. And, and when we create the right habits in our house, then we change the future of our household. Yes. And so it's a great, it's, it's, it's been a blessing in our lives. Um, yeah. Their their model is the box is free, but you play pay a monthly membership on the app. Yeah. Um, $18 a month, I think, something like that. Yeah. Um, but it's um so worth it. It's been worth it in my house. It's been a yeah. game changer in my house. So, but yeah, so RO, uh, I think go R O A R O is the A-R-O. is the website. 
Um, and Tanner uh, will give you, I think, your first month free if you if you use awesome. that promo code. So awesome. That's awesome. Well, we'll link that. I'm going to okay. link all the books that I took notes on to um, to get, and I will watch The Social Dilemma. That's gonna, you got to watch that's it. That's going to be my homework. It's the worst. And then if you really want to go down a rabbit hole that you don't want to go down is uh, the same guys who did The Social Dilemma, they have on YouTube a... It's like a one hour presentation that they give gave on AI. Oh, that's the one you don't want to watch that. Yeah. That one, that's, that's a different world that we're not ready for, but right, here we right. are. So I agree. I totally agree. Oh my gosh. Well, Tanner, thank you so much thank for you. being on the show. Thanks for all your knowledge. We are going to get you out to Charleston. Okay. Let's and do it. yep. I can't thank you enough. Okay. We'll talk soon. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Thanks for listening. I want to remind you to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. That would be super, super helpful to us. And share in your social media. Tag me. I love hearing what you guys have to say, your takeaways, all the things. So make sure you're tagging me in your social media posts when you share the episodes. And we will see you next week. 